Hello, readers. Welcome to 20 Questions with Your Favorite Author, where we ask authors important questions like, why would you agree to be on this podcast? I'm Kelly Lynn Colby, Editorial Director at Curse Dragonship Publishing. Tonight, we have Kit Falbo, game lit writer and fabulous friend. Kit Falbo is the autistic, polyamorous, non-binary, stay-at-home parent of two kids, time they can't not write. Not to say they are prolific for some time. If they are not your favorite writer now, they will be after. Woohoo! Welcome, welcome, Kit. How are you doing this evening? Mm, doing good. It's uh, tomorrow is actually my birthday. I'll be old. Pre-birthday yeah. celebration, do a podcast. What a great idea. Do you have anything awesome planned? No, I'm not a giant fan of my birthday. <laughs> You're like, I wish to no longer age. Yeah. If only ignoring the day did that. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, well, well, we wish you happy birthday anyways. Um, I do have to say, as soon as um, you logged on, that I adore that shirt. The pink Freud shirt, that is great. I don't know how all the geek shirts we have with all of these different sayings that I have not seen that one before. <laughs> I, I do have a degree in psychology, so it seemed appropriate. Oh, oh, I see, I see. I suppose there is a lot of psychology to talk about with Pink Floyd as well. So putting yeah, them yeah. together, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Not that I've used my degree for anything, so... I have a biology degree I also have not used for anything. So same, same. Um, now, your profile pic, I adore it. And question, are you lying on the floor? Are you, like, trying to hide from the kids just long enough to take a decent picture? Like, what, what is that angle? I'm just laying in bed. You're just laying back? Laying back in bed, yeah, yeah. Oh, got you. Because it looks, it looks like that's fishbone pattern on a floor, a tile floor. So I, in, in my head, I pictured you hidden behind the couch, just trying to have a moment of peace. Well, I was hiding in the bedroom, trying to have a moment of peace. <laughs> so I got the right emotion, just the wrong yes, position. Yes. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, I understand. Parent to parent. I get that. Um, let's see. I put Gamelit in the promo because we haven't had too many authors who specialize in Gamelit. So I wanted to stress that. But I know you also write uh, Lit RPG. Is that correct? Yeah. The The... The terms are almost interchangeable, but not quite. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it involves a lot more math, you know. So, so what is it about these fall into the game world kind of genres that appeal to you so strongly? I mean, it's I enjoy reading the genre. I mean, obviously, if you're going to write in the genre, you should uh, should read in it. No doubt. Um, and I mean, I spent a lot of time playing video games as a kid, you know. So it's like kind of combines all those things of my youth with pop culture and video games and fantasy novels that I read and can kind of like like make a nice soup out of it. That's clever. It's very, I mean, I, I used to pretend that I would like fall into the Star Trek world, mm-hmm. right? So this would be the same kind of thing, right? So I, I guess it, it makes sense that, that this has come out. And in the game world, you have much more control than just watching a television show. Yeah, it lets you do more concrete magic systems, you know. Mm-hmm. You want to base it around that. I like it. It's it's a very clever way to work. Um, we have a question we like to ask, and that is, how long did it take you to finish your first book? 
About four years to finish that one. It was a slow grind. The, the other ones took less time. It also depends upon uh, what's going on in my life and uh, how much time I have, free time I have to write. You know, mm-hmm. and sometimes you like you need a break from one piece and you need to focus on another one for a little bit. You know, right? Yep, it's tough. It's tough to squeeze in that time. So, what's the one thing you do differently now than when you first started that's made the most difference in your end product? Uh, I don't really know exactly. I mean, I mean, obviously, you're you're accruing those those mastery hours. You know, those ten thousand hours it takes to master a skill, mm-hmm. and you're just getting a little bit better each time. Mm-hmm. And of course, better is subjective, you know, because you know, depending upon the genre you're writing, you know. You might like something more than is, say, genre acceptable. I don't really write exactly to the market, you know? Mm-hmm. I got lucky with my first book, wanting to do like a crafting book. So I was one of the, the early authors doing a, a crafting basis in the uh, game lit genre, you know? And then mm-hmm. that got, got a bit more popular. Not, not that my book hit the same heights as some of the, uh, the uh, ones after, but uh, I got to... Uh, Got to get a little bit lucky for there. Some other books haven't been as lucky, but, you know, it's just how it is. It just works out if you can just hit that right genre. But if you don't write what you're loving, then it's going to be junk anyway. So I get it. I totally get it. Um, You know, oddly enough, you're the second author in a row who has a series based on chess. So (laughs) I thought that was so I'm like, what are the odds? So now they're very different, though. They're very different flavors, both the series. But... I'm wondering, how did you come up with hustling chess instead of, like, pool or some normal? Like, why was it chess? Um, well, like in the book, uh, my grandfather taught me to play chess when I was uh, a young kid. And uh, I just liked the uh, strategic idea of it, you know? So you're mm-hmm. basing the, uh, the skills of the characters somewhat upon their hobbies, you know? So if you're doing, like, pools, you're going to have a lot of... Uh, spatial awareness and, and that kind of skill right as well as the uh the soft skills of uh of baking it and then making it you know mm-hmm. not to say that some of that isn't there in chess hustling but you know i wanted to do a little bit of a sleight of hand a little bit of a strategy mm-hmm. more cerebral based uh considerate skill at least that's right. That's right. Excellent. I just thought it was the clever way. I'm, I'm supposed it must happen, right? I've seen the parks where people play chess a lot, but it just yeah. didn't occur to me. So that that was pretty clever, which is why we read, right? Or at least that's why I read. I like to experience things I'm never going to experience. Some of these things I don't ever want to experience. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's still it's still nice to get that. So it was kind of cool. You opened my mind to that. Um and I'm just saying you apparently like the unexpected because I laughed out loud when I read the beginning of Intelligence Block. And it's where the main character, who's a wizard, is mm-hmm. about to perform at a party and was thrilled to do so, even though his avatar wasn't. And yeah. so, of course, the trope, I, you think of Dresden, right, where he's like, I don't do parties, right? You know, the grumpy yeah. wizard, I don't do parties. So the fact that the character really wanted to do it, it was just so funny. So how did you come up with this twist? Um, 
Well, I mean, the basis of that story was that old uh, Asimov, I think, saying about uh, the highly, highly advanced technologies akin to magic. So what do you do if you have highly advanced technology? Of course, you want to be a magician, you know? <laughs> so uh, as for the, the grumpy old magician trope, I just decided that that I wanted that to be his character and have that, his, his mantra is always, always stay in character, you know? So it lets him... Uh, shows both the duality of it and the acting, you know, so you get to see the, the passion for, for the job, you know, he's very passionate about being this, uh, this kind of stage performer, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, it lets you, let you show that in a way that, that, that you don't get confused between his role and his passion. That's really clever. So I, I, I really like that. It's not often I laugh out loud at the beginning. Um, so these stories, if you could turn one of them into a movie, it doesn't have to just be these, any of your stories, which one would it be and why? Right. Obviously anyone, because we're all looking to get those royalty checks for, because, uh, <laughs> you know, that's how they say the real money, the real way you make money in writing is through uh, getting it made into a, a movie or a show. But, uh, um... I think Intelligence Block would have the, the most potential for like special effects and fun because uh, the crafting of chess has a lot of uh, internal aspects and it, it, it very much uses the smithing as the action, so it wouldn't translate well as well to uh, the, the other medium, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so you can't do it, but I, it would be more of a, a drama with, the, with light action in that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some things are just made to be books, and they're just fine being books. Yeah. But you're right. We would love to have the extra check, so <laughs> I'll take it. Thank you yeah, yeah, very yeah. much. Um, well, talking about, like, movies and stuff, we just went and saw uh, Top Gun against my will. Not a big fan of the first movie. Not a big fan of Tom Cruise. Um, just not for me. But my husband adores the universe, right? Like, it helped define him in the 80s. Like, he wanted to be yeah. a pilot, that kind of thing, right? And so I'm like, of course, we'll go see it. We go see things I want to see. We'll go see it um, because I love you. Self-sacrificing wife that I am, right? Mm. Holy moly, the movie was so good. I could not believe how good it was. So here's my question. Have you been surprised by a movie or TV or book, any kind of, you know, something you're consuming, that you didn't think you'd like? Um, yeah, I mean, I generally try to, to, to navigate towards things that I like, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, we do other people in the house who watch other things. Uh, I enjoyed Bridgerton, the, the Netflix miniseries, quite a lot, mm-hmm. despite uh, it not really being exactly my taste. I mean, I've read a few uh, period fantasies, uh, like uh, movie Robinette, uh Noel's, uh, I'm trying to remember what, what fantasy series it's called, but she has one that, uh, prefer, um, that, that I liked. And then there was also a glass magician that also had more of that period idea, but with, a with romance and, but, but with a lot of magic in, in it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so was it the romance you didn't think that you would like, and then you were surprised that that appealed the, the to you? Lack of, the lack of fantasy. Usually, usually I enjoy, enjoy more fantasy inside of it. But the, the costumes are very pretty. I enjoyed the uh, diverse cast. Um, 
the acting was good. You can always appreciate some decent acting, you know. Mm-hmm. It's always fun. Well, now that we know a little bit about you, we've heard a little bit about your books. Um, if someone is new to Kit Falbo, where do you suggest they start? Um, you can start with the, the first book I wrote is The Crafting of Chess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my most popular book. Um, I've met it to disappoint a lot of people with the sequel because the, the, there's a total change in it. Oh, but, no. you know, it's, there's a curse of the sequel in which you're kind of like... Uh, they have expectations, you know, and you know, they're ultimately either you match it too much and they don't like it because of that, because you don't do enough change, or they don't like it because you've changed it too much, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I enjoyed the, the, the sequel in many ways. It's exploring a different thing, and I, I get why some people have complaints. I, um, my favorite book is probably Intelligence Block that you laughed at, you know, that mm-hmm. it did not really, a lot of people didn't read because it's kind of like, what genre does it fit in? It doesn't really have a, have a good, easy genre that it fits in. It's not really space opera. It's not really, uh, action adventure. Uh, it's kind of a, an interesting sci-fi thing. I had a lot of fun writing that, um, uh, mm-hmm. ideas for a sequel, but, uh, if it's, I, mean, I, have, I have billions of stories in my head, so so I think right. if something is successful, you know, I like to kind of try to build on it a little bit more and also have fun with the side projects. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No doubt. Whenever someone's like, where do you come up with your ideas? Are you afraid you're going to run out? I'm like, no, no. I'm like, and I always think in my head, I'm like, writers don't. Right, like we can't. It's it's never ending. Our our minds are just making things up, even if we need them to stop. Because I need to finish yeah, yeah. this other one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially if you have to finish the other one. Ideas are cheap. It's, it's the it's the execution that is difficult. You know, mm-hmm. you study all the craft and how to put it together, and then you have to work on that execution to get it uh, get it good enough. You know, you can't say perfect because everybody, all your audience is going to get their own images in their head when they're reading it. You have to right, understand right. how to do that without uh, falling into uh, some the pitfalls mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no doubt no doubt um yeah friday blue says that uh, she loves space opera so well she might she might enjoy that might be the one to start with yeah um and that was intelligence block right yeah yeah excellent all right um so when you're creating a new novel do you find people in your life to be inspirational or do you try to avoid them? You know, afraid you're going to offend someone or anything like that. Um, no, I, I find uh, find some people in my life to be inspirational. I, I do a lot of a lot of inspiration from from books I read, though. You know, and pop culture, and it's always that that hint that that you watch something, you're like, I want to do that better in my way. I think that that's a good bit of inspiration for working when you're writing. Um, I do have a lot. Of, I have a lot of Easter eggs in my books that, that I try to aim to not be too out there, you know? So if you, mm-hmm. if you kind of recognize something, you'll mm-hmm. go, wait, I recognize that, but without you, but if you don't know them, I, I always aim for it that you can read the book and enjoy it without knowing what the uh, Easter eggs that I put in it are, you know? Not like, uh, not like Ready Player One where you have to know all, know a lot of the Easter eggs get the fullest enjoyment, you know? Right, right. You can, you can know about, about about 50% of the enjoyment out of that one. That, that one did have some inspiration for me, but I always like where you don't need to know to be in, enjoying it, but if you mm-hmm. do, you can, you can, and that's what you like. Because I, I understand that there's a, a segment of the population that does not like Easter eggs because it kind of pulls them out a little bit too much. But I try to be as uh, subtle as I can when I do that. Gotcha. 
So people who find them are thrilled, and people who don't, don't know they missed it. So we're good. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That, that's the good kind of Easter egg. Um, which one of your characters do you relate to the most? <laughs> I know. That was, I've narrowed that down. Was, that was tricky, <laughs> you know. Um, probably in the Craig job, uh, Herman Hermanos, uh, kind of a... Uh, He's more of a, like, uh, he's less social, you know, he's more of kind of a mythanthrope. He, he enjoys the the mini game inside of the, uh, inside of it. He plays a lot of, it's like a collectible card game, you know. I used to play uh, Legend of the Five Rings and uh, Magic the Gathering for a while. Mm-hmm. I still do Magic Arena, you know, so, but but not as much as I used to as a, as a kid. So I kind of get mm-hmm. that, uh, that single-minded uh, focus sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were talking about that the other day. Like, I can't play video games because if I do, that's all I do. Yeah, so, you need to write and, and uh, publish I books. Have to write and run a company and, yeah, <laughs> run a household and run a, yeah. So I just, I, I can't. So if we have a vacation, then I can do it, right? Because I can do nothing for three days. Yeah, and yeah. my family's well aware they're on their own. but I can't I just I can't just I'm not someone who could just do it for an hour at night and then go to bed and wake up and do a normal thing it doesn't happen that way is that what happens like when you were playing magic and stuff yeah some somewhat but yeah and you just need to you need to like schedule it you know and it was more difficult with collectible card games because you had to do a lot of planning you know and build your decks Mm -hmm. yep yep no, I will. I will even set an alarm and say I'm going to get off after an hour. Or I'm just going to do one more quest. But it just it doesn't work. I just there's no discipline when it comes to me in video games. There comes a point you just have to know yourself. So I just can't play unless I have time yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> set those boundaries. That's right. That's it. There's just some comes comes a time you just have to acknowledge what your flaws are. Um, and I have so few. Right. Right. Safeo. Safeo. <clears throat> He's not going to answer me. You'll see. You'll see. Um, are you working on anything new that you're over the moon excited about? Um, I'm taking a break before I write my uh, the final novel in the chess series to, uh, to mm. the disappointment of the fans of that. But, you know, I need a, a mental break from the character mm-hmm. for a little bit. And I'm writing about a necromancer maid in, in a fantasy world with some uh, lit RPG style mechanics. A necromancer maid? Yes, so so there's this. Uh, she works as a maid for a, a manor. Okay. And uh, she has a, a profession maid and a class necromancer. She uses her <laughs> necromancer skills to help with, say, cleaning, like dust. Dust is made up of a lot of skin particles, bits of leather, mm-hmm. bits uh-huh. of wood, things that are considered dead. So it helps helps with that skill. She also uses uh, it for like uh, beauty treatments, you know. So she can like help shape and change hair colors and adjust nails, you know, because those are the dead things that grow on us, you know. And uh, how funny! She has this, she has a goal of that she wants to raise a, an undead pet because it's it's new and interesting, and she has some some plans. and And the story is about her trying to meet the requirements for that, and then. When that happens, it'll be, what, guess what's going to go wrong, you know? Because you know, you're writing, because, you know, what, what's your goal? To inconvenience these characters and make sure things go wrong before they, they go They must right. go wrong. Otherwise, they what are we reading? They must go wrong. Yes, right. yes. <laughs> They must go wrong. So. Oh, my gosh. I'm really excited you really about that. do like twists. That's so unique. 
Yeah, I'm about uh, 35,000 words into it. And I still need to, I need to, I think I'm about a third of the way into, into the novel, you know? That's fascinating. That's, that's really cool. I mean, look at me. I'm like a necromancer maid. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That is great. That alone is going to sell a book. They're going to be like, what? <laughs> I mean, I hope, you know, but you know, I mean, female main characters don't really do that great in the genre for sales wise, but you know, I'm also like, let's be put a maid on the cover in a maid outfit with it actually being the main character. Cause you know, there's a, there's a big issue with uh, that in the, uh, in the genre, especially those that like to do more harem books, you know, where they put the scantily clad female on the, on the cover, but that's not the main character, you know? Unless it's reverse harem. That it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, um, this is not a, not a harem book. So I do play no, with No, but you the, said it, this is lit RPG? Um, it's a, it's kind of like that, because it's, okay. it's not in an actual video game, but it has uh, skill levels and stats as the, uh, as the fantasy, as the magic system, you know? Uh, but it's not Hurdle. So it's not like Isekai where transported to another world. It's an actual fantasy world where the uh, character is living in the society where this is how the, the tiered society works, you know. Awesome. So. Do you have a name for this novel yet? Um, right now I'm calling it like just Death Maid. I don't really have a final title. Just working um, title right now, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was originally inspired as kind of a romance. Like uh, uh, you can't spell necromancer without romance. But, but I almost immediately was it was not going in that direction, you know. Gotcha. First I thought I might go in that direction, you know. Mm-hmm. But but it was kind of like that 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 meme joke, and I was like, like that kind of inspired the beginning of it, you know. And so I don't have a, a finished title. No, no. I usually I think of terrible titles after I'm done with the book, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, we changed a lot of ours by the end too. That's why it's called working titles, right? Nope, yeah, I yeah. get that totally. So, do you you just like sit down and write, or do you have like outlines? Do you have like goals? Do you have plot points? Uh, it depends upon the story. Um, mm-hmm. Usually, I have some. Sometimes I have none, and I'm just free writing, pantsing it. Mm-hmm. Um, in this one, I kind of have a big outline of how I want it to go, the the different points I hit. But it's like a lot of things happen in between, you know, that, 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 that kind of drastically change the the arcs of the story and the characters. Because I'll do discovery writing, and then I and I realize something, kind of like makes it more organic. So as long as I, I hit the the main flow that I'm trying to go through, you know. Mm-hmm and get to that end that I want, usually, usually I'm good. And I find that, that that both gives it structure and makes it more organic at the same time. Excellent. Excellent. It's nice to have a balance. Nice to have a balance. So we are at our speed round now where we have our very most important questions that our audience totally will not judge you on the answers for, I swear. <clears throat> so let's start with the first one. What is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Um, chocolate peanut butter, the Hagen Dazs variety. Um, Yum. I'm not eating dairy as much, so there's some good avocado ice cream. I don't know if you ever had avocado ice cream. So since it's some chocolate avocado ice cream, it's a very nice and creamy, a little bit healthier for you, as much as ice cream can be healthy, you know. Yeah, we tried a coconut ice cream. Now it was just one brand. I don't even remember which one, but it was. And I love coconut milk. So let me say that first. But it was really, really grainy. Like the consistency didn't work. So is the avocado? Is it smooth? Smooth. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You should try that. We'll try it. Um, can zombies climb? 
It depends upon the uh, the the kind of zombie. I mean, it's a plot point, you know. It's do you want them to climb? Do you want them just to be able to dig holes into things? Do you want them to fly? Superpowered zombies? Are you trying to say they're just a story element? Yes. What? What? Tragic. No. Tragic. I mean, they totally are, but still. Yes. Yes. Um, cats or dogs? Um, I guess cats a little bit, but I'm not really. I don't really have a have a pet. I have children. That, that's kind of like both. Come on, man. Pets are easier to train and they love you more. Just, I mean, outwardly love you more. Express it. How about that? They express love more. Maybe not cats. Well, some cats. Well, cats will express it one day and then express hate the next day. They have no boundaries. They don't respect other people's boundaries, but they have boundaries. Yes. Well, dogs have no boundaries and don't respect other people's boundaries. Like, what are boundaries? I love you. Yes. <laughs> and what is the best thing you have ever, or at least recently, eaten? Uh, tacos. I make some uh, some some healthy tacos. That's my dinner tonight. Pretty good. Some almond flour tortillas. Mm-hmm. Meat. Lettuce, cheese. Just, just basic, simple tacos. I'm eating a lot of those recently. Just nice, basic, simple tacos. I like it. I like it. I went somewhere up north. Um, we're we're in Houston. I went somewhere up north, and on their menu, it it was um, it said uh, tacos, and it was like you know, I can't remember what it said now. I won't remember the exact title, but along the lines, it was like you know, they were trying to specify that they were using tortillas, like soft shelled tortillas, right? Yeah. And whatever fancy name they put on it, I looked at the person next to me. I'm like, in Houston, we call these. Tacos. This is a taco. What are you? This is nothing fits taco. No, you know, you know, you've gone too far away from Mexico, and people still call it jalapenos, jalapenos. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it doesn't take that long. Doesn't take nope. that long. Um, as the great band Bowling for Soup told us, Mexican food sucks north of here anyway. Um. Well, speaking of uh, Bowling for Soup, who is your favorite band or musician? Mm. I don't really have one. I mean, I enjoy music a lot, you know. Um, um, I think um, I've been enjoying, uh, I guess I'll just say Weird Al, because uh, that was my favorite as a kid, you know. You know, Weird Al is different places, a whole bunch of musicians. Like your song comes on, it doesn't matter what the lyrics are, you're hearing the Weird Al version in your head, you know. Right, absolutely. It's almost a requirement. Have you seen yeah, him yeah. in concert? I have not. He's okay. gonna there's gonna be a movie with Daniel Radcliffe playing him on Yes, Netflix I soon. saw that. Yes, and actually yes. it looked pretty darn good. I'm like, good for you, Daniel. Well he's producing it. Like Weird Al's producing the movie. <laughs> I love Weird Al. I love him. I've seen him in concert multiple times. So he's just, he's impressive. And and joke music is not my favorite. And there's just something about Weird Al. He's just, he's, I don't know, he's, he's classy, which is funny if you see his videos. Classy might yeah. not be what you're, you know, thinking. But he really, really is. Classy, classy human being. And there's not a whole lot of them left. Um, yeah, Spikeette says uh, that she loves Weird Al, too. All right. What part of your daily routine is an absolute must? Uh, Getting enough sleep, but it never happens. (laughs) Well, then it's obviously not an absolute must. (laughs) 
Yes. Um, what's the first thing you put in your cart at the grocery store? Um, usually it's the carrots or apples. Oh, nice. up, uh, Do you have horses or children? I'm confused now. I have children, so uh, but but I have like, a loop of grocery store one. And the first one I go to is like natural grocers, and I go to the produce section first and grab check check the price of the apples. And, I need to buy some carrots. So literally the first thing I put in my cart, not because the most thing I want, it's because, you know, it's the, it's the, it's, it's the first thing there. It's the order of operations, you know? <laughs> I the, love it. Um, I'm first... still seeing horses, though. Sorry, you, you broke me. Um, coffee or tea? Tea. Tea. Good choice. All right. Excellent. Well, finally, where can fans find you and your work? Um, I mean, Amazon is honestly the easiest. It's always the... Uh, the one that, that you can like find and actually buy my work immediately at. I do have a website, kipfalbo.com, but I don't update it as much as I should. So uh, I'm also on Twitter, and I have a TikTok that, that uh, I mostly do silly things on. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, you know, but, but, but Amazon, if you, if you want to actually go look at my work and, and, and buy a copy or something, do the best. That's awesome. And you're on Kindle Unlimited too, right? So anyone Kindle, Kindle Unlimited. So if you have that, you can you can go read it and I'll get uh, less than half a cent a page, but it's something. Hey, take it, man. We will take, take it, it all. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, we write so people can read. So yeah. please read it. Um, so thank you so much. And now that Kit is your favorite author, please make sure to go review their work. And please review us wherever it is you get your podcast. You can also follow us on twitch.tv slash curse dragonship or uh, subscribe on cursedragonship.com slash YouTube. And we will see you next week where we have guest Dennis Galloway.